0: You Too Deserve Apples by Short Skirts and Explosions. Here, in the core of everything she's ever cared about, The sky above is the same earth as below, and I can't imagine a more fitting place to corral her joys away. The moment my hoo's touch warm verdant grass, I see fruit fields and farmlands folding up beyond the horizons, for they are the horizons until they are not, and ultimately wrapping around to cast a ceiling that is simply another neighborhood's floor. I pause in my approach to the nearby ranch, Tilting my muzzle up and gazing at crystalline lakes and flowing rivers that demarcate the different emerald properties from one another, except they are all one property, belonging to one pony, and yet every pony. A family overflowing everywhere all at once, branching from and back to the one tree that ever needed to be planted. It's simple, it's beautiful elaborate and warm but first and foremost it is simple like she is like we all try to be but fail this is not my first time here i pray to the prairies beyond that it won't be my last my approach is as lazy as ever this is a heaven where all the chores are done and all the meals are cooked and all the pies are baked and all the sorrows are shepherded off to shadows unknown. All measure of worry is sequestered into dark patches that I cannot venture to see. In such a spacious hollow of terrestrial splendor, precisely what illuminates it all? She does. Even from a gallop away, her radiance is blinding. I follow the music of her voice, approaching the epicentre of the realm like a blind mare wandering through an enchanted forest. Every tree hangs with crimson bounty. The path ahead of me is rich with plenty, eternally awaiting a grand, rapturous event. I can taste the fruit through my nose. Every breath, every heartbeat, delicious and pure, and her song saturates her playful drool and welcoming wobbles. Bad not wait too long or they won't be right no more. Ahead of me, in a twirl and a toss of her mane, she hooves baskets full of produce to fellow equines and sends them on their merry way. She is living gold, full of freckles and friendship. 10,000 years have dusted the depths of my mind, and it's still not enough to fathom the weight of her generosity. So don't be too fastidious like y'all. Sit down and have your fill. Nothing is more delicious than the here and now. And if I do say so myself, I reckon it's all plucked as fresh as can ever be. Just fit for a princess, you can mark my words. Friends, sisters, brothers, They all laugh and thank her for her hard work and labor. I spot droves of ponies gathering at an endless picnic table that wraps around the world and back to where I arrive at the sacred entrance to a solitary ranch. There are enough plates to feed civilization 10 times over and every juice-stained muzzle above its place is smiling, fit and full, but not nearly as much as her. Woo wee Boy, howdy, if I had done and buy her a right dinner that served right on time. She turns, her emerald eyes sweeping, bathing, then cascading all over me. A delightful rinse without fail. Well, good afternoon, sugar cube, she says, as if it's the first time she's ever seen me. All of the mortal innocence of that fragile, precocious world. Hers flows the furthest. Are you fixin' to have yourself a plate of vitties? If so, kick your horseshoes off and grab a seat. She winks, freckles like comets, flashing and returning and accompanying her country hum. There's plenty for every pony. A thousand apologies, I say. I keep my smile reserved, a space beyond this warm, warm sphere that cocoons her. But I did not come here to partake. At least not in the sustenance. Pff! Sustenance! She slaps her knees and guffers. Even a heart as old as mine lifts with each squeaky chortle. Did you just fall off the train from Manhattan or something? The truth is a great deal more complicated. Wait a tick! She squints, those green pools bubbling with curiosity. There's a mighty fancy air about you, miss. Have you been around these paths before? Oh, I sigh, swimming. A few times. If I may be so bold, reckon you got a regal taste to your voice. I arch an eyebrow. Is that a fact? Oh, she jumps back so hard, her hat nearly falls off. Smack my brow! Miss Appaloosa! From that there pageant a few years back, you really did look pretty as a palm. What with that wreath of moonflowers you was wearing. Am I right or am I right? Another exhale. I can already feel this moment slipping. It only ever vanishes faster. I save the last flicker of warmth with a soft breath. I would say that's enough of a truth to suffice. Ain't no such thing as a sufficient truth, Miss Appaloosa. She reaches into a bottomless barrel of apples and grabs a sample. There's the way things is, no stretch to it. She rubs the fruit against her fuzzy coat, adding an extra glint to its already immaculate shine. If there happens to be a call for a hiding and shaming, well... She bequeaths me with the apple, along with a motherly smile. All that needs to be done is for us to change, then there's no need for any other nonsense, You hear? I take the apple from her. The reflection on the surface has no face. I wonder who or what she sees when I arrive. If this Miss Applesa has nearly as much to regret about as if it all too melts away nearly as easily when her consciousness drifts through this happenstance heaven. You, more than any pony else, deserves to know the truth. I say in a dull tone. "'Now, just what you are going on about, Missy?' she side-chuckles. "'Namely the fact... I look up at her. I must be soft. "'I don't want this place to collapse as well. I've witnessed that too much over the eons. "'That you will be seeing far less of me for a while.' "'Oh?' Her ears curve. "'It's the first dip in her otherwise ecstatic countenance that I've witnessed since arriving. "'Duty is calling you elsewhere, darling. Quite the opposite, really, I say. My sister and I, we are retiring for lack of a better term. Poof, leaf sugar kill. The dazzle in her eyes is the same as her freckles. She hoofs another smattering of apples to even more visiting neighbors before pointing them in the direction of the equatorial picnic table. Just how can any pony retire from being a beautiful purdy cow, Billy? My heart falters. I almost lose my anchor, threatening to scatter this subconscious projection into a million broken pieces. Okay, now I've fully remembered what I will miss the most about this place. Such pure, unmitigated, heartfelt admiration for all that lives and tastes and works to live and taste another day. I suppose it's far too complicated to explain. I swallow a lump down my phantom throat. I can't revel in those emerald pools. Not anymore. Or else I might melt permanently into this place. And it doesn't mean that I will never ever return to this domain. (laughs) Ha, well that's a relief. She leans back against a tree and tilts the brim of her hat back. A friendly face like yours would sure be ashamed to be missing out on regularly. It's yet to be determined who or what will take on the labors that I have personally seen to nightly since time immemorial. I gaze off at the horizon that bends to become the sky and then the sunrise and then the sunset and then back here. And it won't be my first sabbatical, as it were, a delicate breath. I was gone for a very very long time before. The way I see it, she shrugs before, plucking a string of grass from the soil below and chewing it betwixt her teeth. As long as you're sure of yourself and what you're doing for other ponies, then you're right where you need to be. This is followed by a sharp wink and an even sharper smile. But you'll be missed something awful all the same. I look at her straight. It is here, in this sanctum that she's conjured that I somehow feel the smallest. If only she knew what brought me back here. If only I could say it. It fulfills me. She corks her head curiously at that. Miss. All those years that I was gone, all the generations abandoned under the veil of abject darkness. I was not certain just what state of collective subconscious I would return to. I had pondered over the countless nightmares that had been fostered in my absence, the terrors and fears and abysmal pits that I would have to rescue so many hapless minds from. And then, on the first night of my governance, the first trot I made was to hear. Is that so? Her ears twitch, awaiting a crown, perhaps. Except she already has one. I should not be any more humbled. Was it everything you hoped for? It was, I start. It is a stumble. Warm, I gaze off, imagining a new moon, forever frozen in darkness, save for the tears. Frozen, still there, warmer than any flame of war in all the wretched world's epochs and a click of the tongue dull music compared to her. I realised the nightmares were only ever... me. Now, that done seem quite right, Miss Appaloosa. Her face is long, soft, a new pull to drown this hollow home, and perhaps that's why it ever had a vacuum to begin with. It was in want of apple filling delicious and wholesome in all the right places, so that there's no room left for any doubts. You'll seem like alright pony folk to me, and even if you've made a few mistakes along the way. Reckon you ain't nothing so big that can't be fixed. And so I came back. I looked at her again, the tiniest I've ever been. A little pony in her shadow, perhaps a seed to contemplate the tree she branched from, but ultimately hopeless, wanting, weaning. Again and again and again. I... I could not help myself, I suppose. You have given me so much hope, merriment, and truth these past few years of night, Miss Applejack. I stand as tall as I can, which is also deliciously futile, but it no longer pains me. A portion of this upcoming retirement is to measure ourselves among mortals. My sister and I and I can't thank a more apt teacher. I wish there was a way I could properly thank you, especially since I w- won't be blessed with visiting a place quite as often as I desire to. She merely shakes her smiling head. No need to go into all that, hogwash, man. She pulls her hat off and bows. Gold touches Earth, and the sky ripples with her voice. It's simply our hospitality. I smile, and what fine hospitality it is. Now, she stands back up from the tree, slaps her hat back on her head, and motions towards the barn. Since we've gotten that out of the way, why don't you join us for some good old fashioned hold down? Every pony from a hundred towns over have come to join the fun. Would be a shame to miss it. I'm afraid I cannot, I say. I must be departing now. Aww. Well, the moment you come back to this here ranch, Miss Appaloosa, you'll be as welcome as the moon in June. I open my eyes. A marble floor stretches beyond the throne. Dim blue torches illuminate a stretch of polished granite that frames a balcony overlooking the equestrian countryside. Starlight bathes the pastures and fields in the shadow of the Canterlot Mountains. Somewhere a tiny speck amidst the great grey malaise of it all. A little pony dreams not of yesterday's life, or tomorrow's death, but of now. The space between beats, and the warmth of excitement that comes with contemplating just how right everything is when you're exactly where you need to be. I know. to me one more best day Call me Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash tmff, to get early access to audiobooks and to be able to request I do a reading of what you want, provided the author approves. Thank you to artlist.io for providing the massive music and sound effect library that I have to work with. And most of all, thank you to the bronies who write the amazing stories that inspire me to make these. Fluttershy and here's your best ponies. I now have a Discord server where you can join in and chat with other fanfiction fans. If you enjoy what I do, you can donate to me on Ko-Fi. Links in the description.